On this episode of Resi Week, Nice acquires Nortec, an employee versus customer focused. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 297, Freestyle Retail. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Draper, focused on innovative solutions. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my closest friends. First, we have the resident Florida man, Mr. Seth Johnson. He is a software development manager at Blackwire Design. How are you doing, Seth? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for pointing out I'm in Florida. <laughs> As well, always. Any chance yeah. I get. Any chance yeah. I get, my friend. Then we have Jen Steinhardt. She is a service coordinator at in, uh, Electronic Environments in New York. How are you doing, Jen? Doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And last but not least, we have my good friend, Mr. Joe Whitaker. He is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How you doing, Joseph? I am doing well. You know, living my best life, trying to get a new CEO. You know the story. It's coming soon. I'm going to take a back seat. But so, yeah, no, fabulous to be, you know, Words with you. Words that have never been spoken by Joseph. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? Work less, make more. Somebody told me that once. So we'll just do that. That is the key. Speaking of... Uh, yeah, I don't know how to make that transition happen. Uh, this is coming to us from Residential Tech today. We're going to jump right into it. Nortec Security and Control has been acquired by the Italian company Nice. Uh, I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were speculating on who uh, the suitor for Nortec was. And obviously now we know it is Nice out of Italy. Uh, if you don't know Nice, they are reasonably big in the kind of door automation and gate op automation, uh, but they also have a, a Bode and Nice and High Security. Uh, that's kind of their more consumer-facing brands that you might know. Uh, Seth, when when you see this, when you see this acquisition, Nortec has been, uh, and previously Linear, they've been staples in the industry for years. What does it mean to see them get picked up by Nice, who, who again, has this big little automation thing for, for gates and doors and, and sliders and all this other kind of stuff, but really they're, they're known for their DIY abode products. What does it mean for, for that match? Yeah. I, well, first I got to say this completely broke my brackets. I did not see, they weren't, they weren't even on there. Uh, had but, you heard of uh, them before? Um, I had heard of abode and I think yeah. by the, you know, by the way of, I've heard of, of nice, but never have, they don't have really have a presence here in the states. Of course, they do now. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think this is kind of like part of a broader trend that we, you know we've been talking about probably for over a year or two, and that's kind of like this M and A march that's been going on, mergers mm -hmm. and acquisition march that's been going on. Um, you know, we've had distributors combine into one, and snapped up by one, so to speak, and then you know we've had a, a number of uh, companies uh, <laughs> combine their efforts, even. Even integrators. So I think broader, if you take a step back and look at that, it kind of means that there could be a, a you know, a, a shrinking of the market. And I, I've got to wonder, 
you know, how much, how, how that, how, how, if the business of AV is shrinking a little bit, what that means for integrators moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good point, Seth. Jen, when you, when you see this, do you expect some of the abode IP to make its way into products like, like two gig uh, and some of the other things that are under Nortec that again are great products, but I don't think it would hurt them to get a little bit of that uh, customer usability that products like Abode have. I do kind of hope that this um, merger or acquisition rather is going to help with that customer experience and usability side of things. Um, with what Seth was talking about is I do think that it's a big concern. So I'm hoping that that's a silver lining. Um, but my bottom dollar is it's still a little too soon to tell. Joseph, one of the things that always concerns me a little bit with, with these acquisitions is when they're so early talking about blended portfolios and you, you can see in the, the pretty much the, the last paragraph of that, that article, they're talking about having a fully blended portfolio by 2023. And if I read between the lines and, and follow the, the marketing speak that that usually entails, we may either see some brands spun off or some brands, we'll just say not focused on as much. It, it, is that a valid concern? Maybe. I was seriously looking around where I'm at for a blender. Because I was going to do a version of Will It Blend, you know, the YouTube videos. Will It Blend? I was going to, like, throw Nortec in there and a bunch of other companies. See if it will actually blend. So, you know, here's the thing. You look at the history of all that and, and you know, what I know about Nortec. And then what I know about the company that owns them. You're right. You know, uh, gate operators, um, so, some security stuff, um, and a handful mm -hmm. of other little DIY items. You know, you grab a company like Nortec. That's a game changer. That's like when, you know, that equity firm got Snap AV. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. let's get a whole bunch of a lot of stuff. And then let's make the big roll of the dice gamble on, can we go IPO in 12 months? That's my initial thought. That's my initial thought. Because a lot of people don't understand about Nortec. There's the companies that, like me, you, and Seth, and... And Jen know, right? There's like a lawn and there's speakercraft and there's Niles. But dude, they, they own an air conditioning company called um God, what's it? It's down street from my house. It's here in St. Louis. Nordine. They own Nordine, which is a thermostat and air conditioning company. They own one of the biggest camera manufacturers in the US. They own so much stuff. And where Nortec is always screwed up post $52 million man, Jeremy Burkhart, when they acquired all that stuff was they never figured out how to consolidate it all. Alon used cameras that weren't owned by Nortec, but Nortec owns a camera band brand. Uh, Alon used thermostats that were not owned by Nortec, but Nortec owns a thermostat brand. Their insides through what used to be core brands and everything else was such like a misfit hodgepodge of let's just try to figure out how to throw so much crap into one big pail, right? But they, they have all the actuating parts, but they haven't had a management company that could figure out how to put them all together. How do you have a brand that has three different speaker companies, two different battery backup companies, and the list goes on and on and on. 
and a couple of control companies and like four cloud companies. How do you actuate that into an actionable business model? They needed what, you know, when Snap went, you know, before they went IPO, they needed that. Let's take all these badass brands you have and let's figure out a way to make them all work together and then we'll go big bet on IPO. So everybody can cash out and make a ton of money. That's where this is going. And if they do it right, I'm just saying, with the companies they own, Nortec and the other companies aligned can be bigger than Snap AV. I'm throwing it out there right now. You don't need the distribution model. You got the manufacturing model. That's where the money is made. I mean, we know what's happening with all the stuff going on in China. Like manufacturers getting shut down with those guys that like they manufacture stuff with. Yeah, big energy crisis over there. I, I agree with you. Um, it, it well, here's the 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 key word. Here. They need to integrate right with the the other company, and and yeah, I, it, it's one of those things you don't see happen very often. Uh, where the these companies come together and they're like big silos, and nobody talks to anybody over next door, and they miss all the opportunities they have to build upon their portfolio uh, when they you know can bring these products together and make them start working. It, I, I'd love to see that happen. Um, you know, I, they say, I, I saw a, a news article that said that nothing is going to change until you know, for the next couple of years. I think uh, Matt mentioned that where it's like 2023 before they even touch anything. And, and typically you don't even see products messed with at that point. Typically you see like accounting departments combined, shipping combined, warehousing combined, people fired. I mean, that's sales staff laid off, you know, that kind of thing. You see that first. And, I, I don't know if that's going to happen so much here in the States as because, I mean, the division of Nortec that they bought. Well, you're right, Joe. They they had like three or two or three speaker companies and they have the everything. They yeah, have yeah. everything. Right, right. Like so I, I, I seriously almost took a job with their HVAC uh, company because it was right down the street from my house. But, you know, that's the magical thing about business today is there's hits and there's misses, right? Snappy V has done it all right. They've done it okay. But then you've had Sound United. You've had, like, the list goes, Denim and Rice, that whole mess before it became the bigger thing. You've seen it happen and happen and happen again. Some have done it right, and they were successful. Snap pulled it off magically because they acquired all the little pieces before they did it. Like, before they even went to that equity firm, like when they got Control 4 and everybody else. The Nortec move is magical to me because of the amount of intellectual property that Nortec actually owns through Niles and Speakercraft and every other company there is. Yeah, it'll be, be very interesting to watch. Uh, my computer sucks today, so you're getting a phone. Um, well, you saw how I helped carry you over, right? Like I'm carrying you over. Yes, you're always there for me, Joseph. There's, there's nothing I appreciate more. Um, let's go to another article <laughs> that... Uh, uh, is written by our good friend Henry Clifford, uh, employee versus customer-focused companies. This is a – when I mentioned this in the pre-show, I got the, the best responses that I think I've gotten to just about any article we've ever covered other than maybe wellness and, and things that happen in Florida to Florida men in particular. Um, read through the article. Seth's laughing in the background. Henry covers a couple of really good key points, uh, especially trying to determine what makes the most sense to either, you know, focus heavily on your employees 
and put, I, I don't want to say their, their needs first, uh, but do, can you focus on them or do you focus on your, your customers? Jen, I want to start with you on this. Is this a and or, or can this actually be a both? Can you effectively focus on your employees and focus on your customers? Or do you really have to let one of those groups lead the way? From a leadership perspective, technically you are focusing on both. Um, that when you focus on your employees, uh, it looks like, you know, how can I support you? What tools do you need? Um, and all of that allows you to get back to the customer faster. You're looking at operational processes. How are things going inside of the company, um, which increases speed um, and the accuracy of what you're giving to your customers. So while it seems kind of at face value, like, well, I'm only focusing on my employees, um, when you're focusing on your employees first, it trickles down. So I think that the two, you can't actually separate them. Um, so I think that if you take the mindset of, I focus on my employees, you're still doing both. Yeah, I like that. Joe, is there, and this is a terrible question to ask, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Well, that's why you gotta ask me. Exactly, I'm, I'm letting you be thrown under the bus on this one. Um, is there one that is better for your business as a whole? Because I, I would argue that if you focus stronger on your customers, you can internally tolerate employees that are maybe not as happy as they could be. But if you have unhappy customers, you don't have a company. So I'm going to pull like, you know, money out of the wallet real quick. And I'm going to say this, there's money and it, that's what a customer is, right? Now, if you manage a business, a customer is a scope of work, a maintenance contract, a service call, or just, you know, standard online maintenance, right? They are, that's not that hard to deal with. If you have great operations, if you have great paperwork, and you have an amazing contracts, everything with the customer is a contractual commitment after you dive in with, you know, what they want, how they live their life, how you're going to provide that level of living mm -hmm. they require, right? That's, that's your customer. They're still a buyer. They're still buying a Coca-Cola, a Sprite, a hamburger, a taquito, whatever the case may be. They are buying something. The outlook of your company is your employee. An unhappy company, an employee is going to make you look bad. An unhappy employee is going to mess stuff up. A disgruntled employee is going to go to a job site and delete all the programming for a million dollar system and then roll off of their truck with a big middle finger in the air. Sorry, it's the way it is. In your company, the most important thing is the people that work for you. The training they get, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, you talking to them, you mentoring them, that, the, a customer is a customer. That's a person buying a hamburger. Our hamburgers are just really big and really delicious. That's the big difference, you know, when you, when you come to it. It's scope of work, maintenance, following up, service calls, maintenance contracts. 
Residential is no different from commercial if you treat it as X, Y, Z. You make them happy, you give them all the bells and whistles, great, move on to the next. But you can't move on to the next without those amazing employees and the people that actually make it happen. It does not work. So yes, my answer will be, I will take my employees every day over a customer, I'm sorry. I'm a sales transactional, uh, what, what do you call it? We are freestyle retail, that's what we are. We're freestyle retail. We sell some stuff, we put it together in a freestyle way, and we move along. Yeah, I love it. Seth, is there a value to your customers for you to be focused on your employees? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I couldn't agree more with what Joe and Jen both both just said. Um, yeah, the, the training, the know-how, the experience, the 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 professionalism you know going on a site wearing 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 uh booties and and not parking the leaky oil van you know a van on the on the driveway all all of that stuff adds up to the customer and they can tell they can tell if you're getting the 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 the, the new guy uh who has never done this in their life before and they can tell who the the veteran of 35 years is and I, i've worked enough places and enough bad Bad, badly, poorly managed companies. I'm trying to think how to word this where, where I could get away with it. Um, and it's and, so bad because I know everywhere Seth has ever worked. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it, it's it comes down to that focus, that effort that it takes to build a team inside your company uh, that that can be the marketing message. I mean, I, I was a sales guy for my company. Um, was I the one getting the jobs? No, our service technician was going out and getting all these referrals because he was so good. He was, and so investing more time in him increased the company's bottom line tenfold, more, more than investing in some sales weasel like myself. I think that's a really good point, Seth, as well, is in what the service technician uncovers, because if you're investing in that education and that time, not only are you avoiding all of the turnover, the training for new employees, but for them to catch these things, if they're unhappy with where they are, or they're not getting the training that they need, they're not going to catch all those referrals, which is not great for business either. Or they're going to take them and start their own business and have a really good customer base. <laughs> Do we overlook the value of customer points, right? As far as touch points, everybody in your customer or in your employee base is a representation of the company. Do we put enough value in imparting that importance? I think that that, that is a like the craziest question ever. And I think it's a question that we've all asked ourselves and the, you know, business owner or management or the guy who runs all the sales staff, or the guy who actually runs the technical team. And, you know, I've always had a thing, and this goes back 15 years. If a staff member, I don't care what level you are, you could be like my wire guy, or my satellite guy, even my satellite guy. You bring me a qualified lead, like you, you bring me a project. Of course, I gotta do the dirty work, but you bring me a qualified lead, I'm gonna give you 5% net, done. You, you earned a sales commission, no you're not sales, yes I pay sales higher than that, but you, you, you brought somebody who was interested, 
who liked your work or, or, or their family member or their friend came over to that house, liked the work, and they called you, and then you handed that to me. I'll give you, I, I don't care. Million dollar project, don't, I don't care. 5% net, done deal. Like I've lived by that for 15 years is because every single person that represents your company is sales. Like they, they, they are the face of your company. I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that I haven't given my mother-in-law the same darn bonus. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, we live a life, we, you know, provide great service, all of us do, everybody on the phone right now, or on the call right now. Seth, back in his days when he was an integrator, I can speak for him as well. Amazing work, amazing service. You want to expand that. Jen, how do you go about imparting that? into your employee base that even, even the, the people that are either, you know, the, the lowest of the totem pole in service or building the rack in the, in the warehouse, unloading the boxes that they may not often interface with customers, but they're still part of that customer team. That is a tough question, but I do think a lot of it comes down to the culture that you're instilling and the relationship that you have in between each of the departments is that everyone has a role to play and everyone's important. Um, and when you bring that in and you instill that as well in onboarding, uh, I think that that goes a really long way. I was going to say uh, empowerment, you know, let them know that they have the ability to do these things and let them know even no matter what they're, you know, if it's a level one tech, level two tech, somebody who just walked in 20 days ago and is just figuring out the paces, let them know that they have the ability to do these things and step up into a role that, you know, they may not even know exists inside the company. Um, that investment in, in, in an employee is, is just, I mean, it, it, I can tell you from the employee side and from kind of the employer side where I was managing, I'm putting in air quotes, uh, a team of people, uh, cause I wasn't a very good manager. Uh, like I can tell you from the employee side, it feels great to be empowered, you know, and feel like you have uh, a stake in, 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 in what you're doing rather than just being, you know, a day laborer or something like that. I, I really you know, you're investing in the place that you're working and you can see the, you know, the effort that you put in, um, at least from my perspective, when I put in extra effort and did more and, and got more referrals and, and jobs come in, um, it, I could see that, you know, that I was not only helping myself, but I was helping my coworkers. I was helping all of their families and everything like that. So for, for me, it was just that big aspect of, of team building and, and wanting to be part of a bigger family there at work. So, yeah, that's very good. All right, let's wrap it there. Thank you all for joining us. Joseph, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Thoughtful Integrations, where can they do that? They can always hit our website, thoughtfulintegrations.com. Follow us on Facebook, at Thoughtful Integrations, and Twitter, and all the other things that you could possibly do. It's all the same name, Thoughtful Integrations. But you can always find me doing something at Cedia. Right now, I think I'm working on the new Advanced Network Certification, which will be one of the... I'm telling you right now, one of the hardest tests you will ever take. Yes, it will be harder than CCNA. I know because I hold one of those. It will be harder. <laughs> Very good. Jen, thank you for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about electronic environments, where can they do that? 
Thank you. Uh, you can uh, connect with electronic environments at eeny.net and uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at nerdygirlav. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Joe just figured out who you are. Um, <laughs> Seth, thank you so much for joining us as well. If people want to connect with you, learn about everything that's going on at Blackwire Design, where can they do that? You can uh, check us out on the website at blackwiredesigns.com. Uh, and learn about all the products we offer and all the snacks that we send in with them. Yeah, the snacks are, snacks really are great. Awesome. The <laughs> snacks, if you want to do TCL TVs with control systems, like just that power, like, I'm sorry, Seth, I'm, I'm like reeling them in for you. Like, if you, if you don't do it with Black, you at least need to look it up. There's so much great stuff. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, thanks again for everyone else who's, who's joined us. Apologies for my terrible uh, technical issues today. But if you'd like to connect with me and tell me how bad it was, you can hit me up at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit us at avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.